0: You're listening to the Variety Sports Network, your home for the best sports podcasters and
1: live shows. Welcome to a new episode of the t and, uh, t and D podcast, t and B podcast. Brian will be here tonight, uh, or this morning, unfortunately. He had a good night last night. So, Darren, how you doing?
2: Good. Not going to be a sporting good store this morning. You're going for touchdowns this morning. I respect that. T and podcast, I like that. You need some touchdowns this week. You call the right person. I respect that. You got to give a little touchdown magic. So, yeah, I'm glad to fill in today. I got a lot of questions I want to ask you, not just about this game, but uh, I also want to ask you some questions about uh, some of your favorite Niners divisional wins and losses. So I look forward to that part of the podcast as well.
1: Yeah, before we get into the podcast, we got a new segment, the Tweety Bird segment. We got a couple of videos sent in, a couple of tweets on our way, a couple of messages, private messages. It's going to be our most interactive show of the year. I'm excited. Um, but first, we, and we'll have a guest, Mr. Logan Stone of the VSN Network. He's going to explain what's going on over there and where to subscribe and whatnot. And he's a little cowboy fan. We'll get into that. But let's go into the history of the NFL. Or the Cowboys versus Niners. The rivalry renewed. They play for the ninth time in the playoffs this Sunday at 3.30 Pacific Standard Time. So I went to the person who knows the Niners better than anyone, as far as I'm concerned. My father. I told him, give me three moments that a lot of people today wouldn't remember. And he gave me three great moments that I've heard about my whole life. And I'm gonna read the exact message he sent me. And we'll get a little history of the 49ers, Cowboys rivalry from the Niners side of things. So I'll three Niners, this is what my dad wrote. All right, let's hear it. The three uh-huh. Niners moments that I remember, my first Niners game I attended, a 1972 playoff game at Candlestick Park. The Niners, Vic Washington, returned the opening tu- opening kickoff for a touchdown. The Niners dominated for most of the game. Turned it down a little bit. <laughs> Niners dominated for most of the game. Roger Staubach, and an eventual Hall of Fame quarterback for the Cowboys, came off the bench to help the Cowboys win the game. With less than two minutes to play, with the Niners, Preston Riley botched the Cowboys' onside kick. The Cowboys scored 17 points in the last five minutes. That to win the game, and that was the same day as the immaculate reception in Pittsburgh. Tough day for the Bay Area teams. Number two, the Niners in 1981 beat the Cowboys 45-10. The Cowboys were Super Bowl contenders, and Niners had been doormatched for years. This gave the fans hope that this team, led by Joe Montana, could be something special. And then number one, three months later, we played the same Cowboys for the championship. Montana had a terrible game. He threw three picks and a fumble once, but Niners stayed in the game. And with less than a minute left, the catch was made. But often not talked pop. about, Cowboys still had time. Acoustic on the first pass. I don't know why it's doing that.
2: Daydreaming. Daydreaming? Need what is them. going on? <laughs> Into space. <laughs> Sorry, Dad.
3: Night Man,
1: The production has gone off the rails here.
2: I don't know what's going on. I pause it. Background music. How
1: do you pause? Yeah. I don't know how
2: to pod list. New. Just Loop. I have no on. idea what is happening. Acoustic cinematic. <laughs> <laughs> Dance what is this? Daydreaming. I'm trying to pause it. Pause. Where's Logan? Feeding the ducks. Feeding got, the ducks. Into space. This is maybe actually some of your best okay. live work that you've done here before. I
1: know, stay tuned. What is going on? Logan, get in here. <laughs> Logan, what's going on? We're getting all these weird... I don't know what...
0: Darren did now uh, I don't uh, know what I woke up and all of a sudden the whole thing's gone to shit hi uh uh hi.
2: How you, uh, doing? Uh, I'm how you doing sir
0: uh, you know I didn't realize how hard waking up on a Saturday morning was gonna be but you know it's <laughs> fine it's fine it's all <laughs> for the network it is yeah yeah right my loyalty I, I need to rework my contract um uh, how are you guys doing it's been a while
1: Oh, Dude, let like, me let me let me finish my oh yeah you yeah, go
0: history best. thing. With it my, was, it was time, very right? beautiful until Darren ruined it with like Siri,
1: with Dutch. <laughs> I don't know what to do. <laughs> but the Niners uh, the Niners stayed in the game, and with less than a minute, the catch was made. But the Cowboys still had time. People often forget on the first pass pass play, Cowboys receiver Preston Pearson caught a ball over the middle, and Eric Wright makes a touchdown-saving tackle, which likely would have resulted in the horse-collar flag today. If, it, if he hadn't done that, the catch would never have been remembered. The next play, Lawrence Pillars sacked Danny White, causing a fumble recovered by Jim Stuckey of the Niners. What a day. My brother and your uncle were at the game. So that's a little history of the 49ers versus Cowboys <clears throat> back in the day when I was just a twinkle in his eye. Logan, good to have you on. You're yeah. uh, a Cowboys fan. Yeah. How you feeling? In well,
0: yeah. the loosest sense of the word. How you feeling
3: today?
0: Uh, I don't feel good. Uh, <laughs> I I feel I feel worried. I I know that it's gonna be it's gonna come down to relying on Maher to make an extra uh, to kick a field goal and actually make it, and that won't happen from what I've seen the last week. So uh, it's gonna suck. It's gonna suck for the Cowboys.
1: Do they have a better chance if Dak gets hurt and Cooper Russ comes in?
0: Yes. And I think every Cowboy fan should be rooting for a paper cut or <laughs> him to accidentally get lost at the stadium. Like, he, his Uber is, like, completely screwed up. And they, they end up, like, in the Bay and just, like – or in Oakland, actually. And then, like, their cars get, like, vandalized. and you know,
1: The homeless population owns yeah. their cars?
0: Yeah, like just, it's like a zombie epo- a it's like a zombie apocalypse where like they all surround his car and like just like start banging on it and get and you know, hopefully that happens and Cooper Rush will save the day. If Cooper Rush plays then it's the Cowboys all day.
2: But I gotta it's say it's about him. Logan and Cooper Rush. He's been consistent with it the whole year at least. Is it like just this has been like from like week one actually. This has like been like early on, so I can respect that. (laughs) Listen, the guy's name could be Buttlicker, and
0: I would still be more high on him than Prescott. Prescott He
2: looked good last week, though, Prescott. He looked good. Yeah, but, I mean, that Tampa
0: Bay team, I don't – I didn't think they were all that great. So, I mean –
2: There is that part of it.
0: So, it's not like I – it was like kind of winning. It it felt like they were playing like the Pee Wee football team. So – I just,
1: I I didn't believe, I didn't believe much of it. You're the, you have a high ranking in this VSN thing. What's going on with the VSN network? What is football? The How's this all working out now? What's the best way to support us?
0: Well, uh, like, subscribe, comment, uh, questions. Uh, Darren, Tyler, you guys are getting higher up in the food chain too, so Whenever you know we start making cuts, you guys will be safe. Don't worry for now. Um,
1: no,
2: <laughs> but uh, yeah, we I got, uh, I got knocked down after my Siri incident. Yeah, right.
1: <laughs> <laughs> Production is not in the works. Right now. Yeah.
0: <laughs> Go scrub some toilets, there, Derek. But Just uh,
2: stuckiness. Just stuckiness. <laughs>
0: um, but yeah, uh, well, a couple weeks ago we added a uh, college. Uh, Podcast, and they had a couple of shows that they did, and we felt like the need uh, grew to start expanding in different ways, and not make our original channel more cluttered. So we are uh, expanding in the obviously we started the co- uh, collegiate channel, and we started the football channel, and in a couple weeks we will be doing
3: the ba- uh,
0: baseball channel. Uh, as of right now, I am away from. Seventh-inning stretch, uh, Josh Lewis and Josh Edwards, the two Joshes, the J&J team, are uh, taking over with Darren being third chair a little bit, kind of a regular. Um, and so we're – yeah, uh, we just – at well, we obviously added the Astro Girls, uh, bourbon and baseball. Uh, Darren, Great. you will be on tomorrow for that. Yep. Yep. Um, We have a Brave show coming in a
1: couple of months, and Tyler, I believe, a giant show, too. That's in the works. We're shooting for March, a giant show with Joss Lewis. Um, He seems to have time. He wants to lead the thing, and I would always love sitting back and just talking baseball. So I'm down for it. I hope it gets through.
0: Yeah, so we are uh, rapidly expanding, as some people have said, uh, but it's all part of our master plan, kind of. So new,
1: exciting things are happening. Logan, thanks for joining. Uh, Check out VSN, VSN Collegiate, VSN NFL. You can find the Twitters. Uh, Do you know the Twitter handles? I don't know. I'm off the top of my head. At VSN NFL, at VSN Collegiate probably. Um, Logan, thanks for coming
2: on. I hope your boys shit the bed. Darren, be up it one more. doesn't quite count as a Fat Boy Fadeaway entrance, right? I just want to make yeah, sure. It's, it's, yeah. don't, don't worry. Don't <laughs>
0: worry. I know you I, – I figured you would be quick to shoot me down whenever I say, oh, it's my Fat Boy Fadeaway <laughs> uh, debut, but whatever, you know. Hey, we got
2: to keep this stick
0: going as long as we can. Right? I get, guess so. But uh, I will say one more thing. I, I, if Micah Parsons tries to go into the 49ers' huddle, I hope the 49ers deck him. And so, uh, like that, like uh, Parsons did last week with the the Buccaneers, yeah, I, that was stupid beyond belief. So uh, I, I I thought Tom Brady was going to get awake and he was going to throw like fifteen touchdown passes, but whatever. Anyways, thanks for having me on. Yeah, man. Uh, go, anyone. Hey, one of the hardest
2: work in the business, right? You keep it up, man. Appreciate yeah, thanks. Yeah, thanks. See you. Later. Later.
1: All right, with that said, uh we had a history lesson, Darren. Finally. Do you have any as a Raider fan, as an outside <laughs> observer, do you have any favorite 49er Cowboys memories?
2: Well, can I at least apologize to your father? I mean, my god, I got you gotta get at least, but let me say I apologize Greg. I watch it, I hopefully somehow between Siri and all that we could hear the moments in there. I did get all most <laughs> of the information, so I apologize for that part of it. Uh but yeah, I thought it was pretty cool. Uh kind of get some of your dad's takes on those things as well before I, I just said, I kind of busted the, that part of it. But um, the thing I remember most is 92, 93, 94. Those are like the years that stick out to me the most because they were all the, all going for the conference chance, you know, to the street. Yeah. You know, it's like, it's not like they were met in the divisional round or in the wildcard round. It was like everything on the line. So those to me were the, the, to me the best matchups, like the ones that we look forward to, like 92, right. Haley, he comes over to the Cowboys, Jimmy Johnson, you know, with his famous. How about one.
1: them Cowboys?
2: Yeah, the 93, you guys have to go to Dallas and get just slaughtered, right? And then mm-hmm. you got, then it comes back to 94 and the San Francisco on a wet field. And it's just kind of like this epic matchup. And you guys get Sanders that year just to beat the Cowboys and loading up in all these other spots. And I don't know, it's just kind of like that Yankees Red Sox baseball aspect that happened in the early 2000s uh, type of deal. So to me, those are the best memories. Yeah, I got I have the Eric Davis
1: pick six in ninety-four, they go up twenty-one nothing. Uh Cowboys make it twenty-four-fourteen, Niners go on to win by ten. Then I have the TO thing where he goes to a star. Not a playoff game, but just a great moment. He goes to the star, then Emmett goes to the star, then TO goes back to the star and George T has had enough. Just a great moment, Niners TO. Niner, more TO moment than a 49er moment, but he was wearing a Niner jersey. And then my third moment is last year, Dak Prescott doing a QB sneak with eight seconds left, I believe. Yeah. Not being able to get the ball back, can't snap it. Niners win. Greg Papa goes crazy. Just a good moment in Niners history as well. Um, Yeah, so those are my moments. Brian, uh, Brian, you're not here, you son of a gun. Don't get to give your moments.
2: All can, right, I can, I can pretend like I'm right. <laughs> <laughs> what
1: do you think, Brian's three moments should be? I
2: think I think it'd be I think it's gonna be the Jerry Rice touchdown. That'd be the one I'd say. though. No. The one that he catches it to beat them in '94. That's what I would guess. Brian's favorite moment is Good in that guess. match. That be it. Well, all right. Let's try something
1: new. We got the old Tweety Bird segment where we read your Twitter submissions and we
2: react to them. Brian, Darren, can you read this? I can. Darren, Nito, no, uh, don't, don't let's see. I don't want Siri to do this for me. I'm gonna myself <laughs> today. Uh, yeah, we got at sec. The guys joined us over at variety sports network. The Cowboys will win this game. Dak is sick of all the haters thinking he can't win a bit, win big games. He beat the goat, and the defense is hungry. He says the Cowboys by 10. Uh, I don't know. you we'll see if, again, follow them over at vsn collegiate uh over there so check them out over there for sure um what do you got T what do you think Um, of that I think the Cowboys
1: offense against the Bucks, the Bucks were not that good before we get into that let's talk about the Monday night game the Niners getting two days extra is that I brought it up on Fatboy Fadeaway I was kind of surprised there was a game Monday night it didn't make sense and now thinking about even further if I was a Niner fan I'd be kind of upset with this situation what are your thoughts do you think they'll keep this Monday night game? Or yeah. should they go three games on Saturday, three games on Sunday?
2: I didn't get the actual total, but my guess is it got over 30 million, right, on Monday night at least. So my <laughs> guess is with that being usually the the grounds for keeping things in the NFL, um, I would say they're going to keep it on Monday night. I, I mean, did, it didn't affect the Rams last year. Uh, so no, I, don't, right. so I, I don't think it's going to make a difference in it. And, I mean, there maybe there will be a few plays here or there where, like, I guess, like some injuries maybe on a Monday night where I guess you're right, like the five days. But they're playing the last game possible on a Sunday night as well. So, um, yeah. I don't know. I don't think it's the worst thing in the world.
1: I just think the Niners playing the first game on Saturday they're having the last game on it. It's just a little advantage. I will – hopefully the Niners can take advantage of it. All right. The Niners play the Cowboys beat the Bucs. They looked very good. The offense was humming. Dak looked great. Let's get into the Cowboys' defense. They really showed up. Do you think Big D will show up or will it be a little softy the Niners can take advantage of?
2: I would think that the Niners D I would think that the the, the Cowboys defense is something the Niners can I don't think it's gonna be an easy matchup. That's the problem. I don't think everybody thinks it's gonna be a high scoring game. I'm not necessarily on that, like kind of like, oh, it's gonna be 38, 31. I just I don't know. I feel like it's gonna be a little bit. I feel like the defenses are a little bit better than that, so I I, don't, I think the Cowboys will put up a a, a good fight against against them. I think the Niners still will get into the twenties range um, in that regard, but I I don't know. I I kind of like the matchup for the Cowboys in some areas with the defensive ends, and I know the Niners um, now have McCaffrey and they've been you know they have so they have those matchups they didn't have last year in that regard. But I don't know. I think the Cowboys will put up a better fight than they did last year defensively.
1: I think this is a big run-the-ball game. The Cowboys
2: don't stop the run that well. They're, like,
1: 22nd in the NFL. And yeah. with Debo back full healthy, and then Chris McCaffrey and, and Eliza Mitchell, they're fully healthy in the backfield. I don't expect Purdy to be throwing the ball 35 times like he did last week. I expect big things in the run game, and I think it can be – they're a little soft in the middle. So <laughs> – that's Can I ask right. you something
2: that's about the team. Cowboys as well, though? Like I kind of find it interesting. I kind of wanted to get your thoughts on it too, because now you guys have played them two straight years. And I always feel like McCarthy comes up a lot with the Cowboys and not being a very good coach. Or that's the sentiment I f- kind of get from people in some regards. <laughs> mm-hmm. But to be fair to him, I always feel like okay, he did win a Super Bowl, right? I mean, that's not like you have to be you can't just be a bum, usually. You okay. know, it's not like his team was like, you know, the ninety four niners, like we said. And, you know, it was a good team, but it wasn't like the most unreal team of all time. And his teams, when he has talent, they usually win. I don't know. Like, do you think, like, from a Cowboy standpoint, he kind of – because I feel like a lot of people in this matchup, analy- analysts I trust, they've been saying, like, well, the Cowboys are very vanilla on offense, right? Like, they're very predictable. Like, they're just going to line up and do their thing. The Niners are going to be more creative. And those are the type of offenses that usually make the Super Bowl. So then – I don't know. Like, it, there's just a part of me where I'm like, well, the Niners just going to win easily? Like, there's a reason that they're pretty good. Is it just they just line up and they're more physical on that day and better? It's like are they? I don't know. I just feel like he gets kind of kind of underappreciated a little bit too.
1: I think the nine. I'll start talking about the Niners. I think the Niners can do things no other NFL team can do when they have Chris and McCaffrey and Debo, where Debo can run line up in the backfield, McCaffrey can move out wide, and you're not losing that much at either spot. And then you can yeah. switch the two, and then you can have you second and have him just be a blocker, and he can also catch the ball and actually make plays. It's just the way they can motion and move guys around and set different formations up. I don't. I think McCarthy McCarthy's a little underrated at this point because he does have a Super Bowl and his teams are always good. When's the last time you had a McCarthy team that was just
2: dog water? They just. You're, I think there's just like last year, right? Like just little things that like he's not an elite coach, maybe, and I think that's fair to say he's not like top, yeah. like the top of the class. But I sometimes think he gets talked like he's the bottom of the class. I'm like, he's not that bad either. His team's played hard for him, either, for the most part. That's uh, so, I don't know. I just think, like, in this matchup, like, everybody just gives the Niners a massive advantage because the coaching. And I kind of find that part of this interesting.
1: Yeah, I, we'll get into uh, offense and defense coordinators a little later. I got a video submitted by a guy I've known since he's been four years old. He's my neighbor. I beat this kid up playing football, like, tackle <laughs> football. I was always a couple years older than him. Just a good guy. Matt Vianney,
3: um, he'll introduce himself and he submitted a video. Take a listen. Yo, it's Matt Vianney checking in here, AKA Beyond the Don. I'm out here in Phoenix, Arizona. And you want the take of uh, Niners versus Cowboys? Well, here it is. I got the Niners. We're the more talented team, the more consistent team, the better team. But the thing is, we need our pass rush to get home, we need our running game to smash them in the fucking mouth, and we need the back end to hold up. They got weapons, they kind of remind me of the Raiders, but we were, not, we're not gonna take them lightly like we took the Raiders. We gotta take these guys serious. We beat them last year, we're gonna beat them again. Purdy's looking like the truth, with Debo, Kittle, McCaffrey, Ayuk, We got weapons, so I mean, we're home team, we got the talent, we just need to execute. And in the game of football, that's always what it comes down to, execution. Who's gonna make the least mistakes? Who's gonna play the most disciplined game? And that's what the Niners need to do. They got me worried though, defense has me worried because they have not been as dominant as they have all year in the last month, but offense has been picking up the slack, so. At the end of the day, I'm thinking Niners 38, Dallas 21, if that's the perfect game. If it's not the perfect game, anything can happen and Dallas can steal one in San Francisco or Santa Clara, wherever the fuck that new stadium is. I haven't been there. Let's go Niners, baby. That last the funniest
1: part is the last part.
3: No one knows where
1: that stadium is. It's in the stupidest like, part of California, but what
2: do you know I like I like his if there too. He's like if like another yeah. <laughs> yeah. part. He's the best. You know, like, Matt, a little, that was funny. Matt,
1: you're the best. Thank you. Um what I took yeah, away I from that, the questions I gathered is the defense since the Raiders game has not been the same defense we saw in the previous eight weeks. Any cause for concern?
2: I would say you guys don't have any cause for concern. I think you guys are. I think you guys are perfectly, perfectly fine. I don't, I wouldn't be too concerned. I think you guys are. If anything, I think you're due for a big game. So I I, I don't think there's. I don't think that. I don't know. I just think you guys. Your guys' defenses, for the most part, I give it. I just kind of always give it the benefit of the doubt. I think. I mean, you've always kind of talked about the whole year about possibly big plays. Is that yeah. what you? Is that what? Uh, yeah.
1: I, the fact that C.D. Lamb plays in the slot and Jimmy Ward will be guarding him gives me a little bit of a more optimistic outlook on it. But just guarding receivers has been rough the last three weeks since we played the Raiders or how long ago that was. Gino looked decent last week until the second half. We've kind of figured him out. But the Raiders game was ugly. Um, the game after that, I can't remember who they played off the top of my head. Wasn't very good. So, so, yeah, yeah that, that was a faster,
2: man. Uh-huh. Bosa- that is
1: that, – but he hasn't been getting home as much. Yeah. So that's also – but against the Cowboys, you should be able to take advantage of Tyler Smith or Tyron Smith.
2: I forgot last year in the playoffs – remember how last year the Cowboys kind of played – they scored quite a bit of points against you guys, especially in the, like, second half of the – Yeah, that they game. figured it out. Um, but to be fair, in that game, too, you guys lost Bosa for the second half. And you didn't have Warner for the fourth quarter, so th- that'll be a little factor. And I also saw there's 19 new starters in this game, so defensively that's good. like a lot of people looking back at last year's defense and yeah. you know and moving forward, you know it's, a lot has changed from last year to this year. But this year, the, what you guys have tightened up is I think the big play potential. I know you still fear it, but I think that you guys for the most part, I mean, like what the Dolphins play, there's a big play, but I mean that's gonna happen. I mean you guys, you guys actually like get you guys. I think you guys play for the most part to keep them within the red zone, right? You guys are just not yeah. going to give up touchdowns. That's usually your philosophy. But this year you guys got the 20 turnovers, 20 picks. I mean, that's been the big difference. And then sometimes in the postseason that doesn't carry over. So I guess that part would be interesting to find out.
1: Yeah, they, they have the most interceptions in the secondary. And it's it, – we'll see how it Give them up. Dak, we will throw them, which is another good thing. Uh, yep. Another thing he brought up was the weapons. Me and Brian and you when you're on, we've talked about these weapons. I think there's too much to handle, like for any defense, or is it like, or is it Purdy making a better? I mean, obviously Purdy's done in this thing, but like these weapons, is it like better than anything we've seen recently,
2: or is it about on par with all the best teams that we've seen in the playoffs lately? We, we kind of briefly talked about this, I think, last week on the pod, and I was and we, like slightly, I was thinking about it more this week. Uh, it's got to be right up there with maybe the the, the best trio you guys have had. When you have the running back wide receiver part together. I always felt like you had the quarterback more so and then maybe you know, I guess you could say Hurst and Owens that one year too, but then you had Garcia. But for the most yeah. part, that's always kind of been the factor. But this year, giving McCaffrey, it's like now you guys have like two Swiss Army knights on your offense, and it's just and then Purdy is just on fire. I mean, I don't have to say the guy the man is just reading everything right now, uh getting rid of the ball very quickly, being athletic in the pocket. And then you have Kittle who you were, you know rightfully so concerned about at parts during the year. And ever since that Seahawks game uh, on what was that Thursday night football, he's just been on fire. And I, and maybe that's, maybe that's part of it. Maybe Purdy has kind of unlocked him in some ways with it. Maybe he, you know, is able to, you know, some of those throws Garoppolo missed him a lot. Remember the super, like there's moments like that with Jimmy G. So maybe Purdy's you know, taking more advantage of it. So I would say with all those factors, this has got to be your, one of your best offenses since those 98. Like late ninety yeah. teens, I would think.
1: I'd agree. Uh and then adding Kittle, then you have the secondary weapons of Ayuk Mitchell and Musek to even make it more difficult. And that Swiss Army knife like you brought up and I brought up earlier. to be able to interchange Debo and Christian McCaffrey and not lose much just makes it very difficult to defend. And Purdy I thought was just a check down machine and the when he first took over. I think he just doesn't force, he throw, He can get the ball down the field, the open receivers if they're there, but he'll check it down when he needs to. And when you have Christian McCaffrey as your check down option, it's not a bad option to go to. Moving on, we have one more video we got from CD on Let's Be Real. Um, check, uh, we'll plug his stuff, but let's see what he has to say.
3: Why I think the Cowboys will beat the 49ers is because the Cowboys remember what happened last season. And again, not leaving it up to the refs this time, let's go out there and hang on our strengths and make sure we cover up our weaknesses. Um, the other thing is going to be, I'm looking for a big game in regards to halftime and second half in-game adjustments um, from our coordinators. So that is why I'm going to say the Cowboys, again, by four, let's hope it's not as then get into a kicking game because we all know uh, Cowboys just missed four extra points um, and was almost missed a fifth one, but needless to, to say, Cowboys.
1: That was, C, that was CD Let's Be Real podcast, uh, Three of the Hardaway and the starting five Memphis on the Grizzly Bear Blues. Check them out. Uh, the Three of the Hardaway is my, one of my favorite basketball podcasts. Going. Let's Be Real is another good one that will be on after us on the Let's Be Real media channel. Check them out. Go like, comment, do your thing. Um, he brought up the kicking. Hey, I I just don't think the kicking – I think this modern has to not miss anything. I
2: just, it's just, He's due to make everything. Think, Can I ask you real quick, though, what were you – did you watch that live by chance? The did kicking? Yeah, it? I
1: was like, what the
2: heck is so going when on? When he got to number four, what were you like, – you know what I mean? When he got to the fourth one at that point, like I, you had to be thinking golf at that point, right? Yeah. Like, yeah, I, and I was thinking, check
1: this guy's phone records. What is the, It seems like he's saving points. That's what it seems like, uh, <laughs>
2: <laughs> I mean, I, so I don't want if I field field. like that. That was pretty bad. And then the you do the third one when he kicked it, like when he tried to adjust and pull it, and then you're yeah. like, oh boy, oh boy, this is not good. I I don't know. Like I I, I saw I heard a lot of things this week too, and I was th- you know I would think in football the kicker is such an interesting position, right? Like especially in the playoffs, it's like the they I don't think the team really gives a crap about the kicker, obviously, until like they make a they make a kick other than, other than that, they don't care. But I think it's got to give your team a lot, a lot of confidence. uh When you know, you have a kicker that can like make a kick. But if I was the Cowboys from a strategic standpoint, you got to say it will, will be interesting to see like what happens if he misses his first field goal attempt. Like, you yeah, know I mean? do, they, do they not go, do they not, do they go for it more? Let's say, or, you know, that kind of stuff. So it will be interesting from a strategic standpoint what's happened. They did pick up an extra kicker. Or is that what did I hear Did I hear that correct? They're not. They're they're having Maher go out there. The, okay. on so, I mean, don't you think that'll be the interesting part if he misses the first kick, especially? Yeah, that's where things change because then you're not kicking, you're going for it on fourth down a lot. Right.
1: And no. I don't I don't I think I'd rather have them just make their field goals and start going for it on fourth down. Like it, it gets interesting. As a uh, fan, it's
2: the worst when your team has a kicker that can't make it. It's the oh, worst. The Jose Cortez days were rough. Like it's the year. worst. You're like, no. You're like, the, like thirty five. Damn it. You're like, no. <laughs> <laughs> yeah.
1: So it was very interesting. Uh, another thing you brought up that I found interesting is the revenge thing. We you brought it up nineteen new starters, yeah. but it's still the key right. fat, The key guys are still there: McCarthy, Dak, Zeke, Pollard, Ceedee Lamb. Is is this a motivating factor? Do you think it plays any role in this game, or it's just?
2: Well, kind let me throw the, the question games. back at you. What do you think? Like, you to me, this is like – that was one of my questions, kind of what he asked. Like, does this game, does this rivalry get your juices going the most? Or, like, you know what I mean? Like, you guys have always met for big games earlier. It hasn't been a while that you play last year. You're like, you know, does this game still kind of do it for you in that sense? I mean, it's a great uniform matchup in that regard. But team-wise, is it something that like, still gets you fired up?
1: You brought up the uniform top five uniform matchup. Absolutely, this game's this is the most fun game. This is the team I want to beat in all sports outside of the Dodgers, like more than anybody. I've the cow. I hate the Cowboys. Like I, I like their uniforms. I could say CD Lamb's a good player, but I hate the Cowboys. I don't like their fans for the most part. Some of them are fine. Logan, CD, Frank. Well, Frank's kind of an arrogant jerk, also. But just the Cowboys are. I, I hate the Cowboys. I hope I don't want them to ever win a Super Bowl. I love them being miserable. Uh, so, yeah, the revenge part, as winning the last game, I don't see it as a mode of, like, I don't think the Niners are like, oh, we got to keep this. Well, they do think we got to keep
2: this going because like, it's a championship game, but I don't see revenge being much of a factor. It's got to be the fan thing, too, like you said. Like, they're like the yeah. Yankees. And that. They got, like, a massive fan base. A lot of them kind of were just fans that when they were good in the 90s in that regard probably like some Niners fans as well they have that and they're like I mean this is gonna be a huge matchup on Sunday they're gonna draw such a massive number from people here on that game so I don't know I, I think it's just like you said, I think it's the best rivalry in the NFL when both teams are good in that sense because of the team and the history that they have and in conference championships maybe the Raiders Steelers at moments but they've been so out of the picture for a long time it really hasn't yeah. it doesn't matter anymore
1: yeah, Josh Lewis brought up the Bears and Packers. I was like, "That's like the guillotine versus the neck." It's just the Packers that slaughter slaughtering the Bears every day. I don't, I don't, I never think of that as a big rivalry. It's because going to on Sunday out.
2: Night Football again next year. Somebody so, every year it's on Pride. It's, uh, it's really gonna be back. a Thursday I night game. Day. We know that at least, right? It's gonna be a Thursday and night. Hopefully, here. it's Thursday night. I can <laughs> skip it if it's Thursday night. All right, we got,
1: we got two more text messages. One from Matteo Forty Nine Er. Says, though, it's a battle of one and two de- versus two defense by DVLA. I trust the 49ers coaching and offense more. They are efficiently moving the ball and scoring points. SFL, SF will win the turnover battle. He brings up uh, the coaching. He trusts the coaching more. Yep. I, I I went to the offensive coordinators. We already talked about McCarthy. Uh, we got D'Amico Ryans on the defensive side of the ball. Kellen Moore of Boise State fame. Is there an advantage here? I think they're both future head coaches at some point. Obviously, D'Amico's on the fast track being the season the Niners had.
2: I think it's kind of interesting. Again, I, I'm not gonna bring up McCarthy, but I'm circling it back to that coaching part of it where it is like McCarthy's just one part of the, the coaching. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, so that's the part too where like the defense, that's more Quinn's thing, right? Like, I mean, there's like little game yeah. manager things. I get that, but um I from the offensive coordinator standpoint, right to me, it's just like it's got to give you an advantage, Niners, right? Because they have Shanahan making all their play calls, and he's the best in the business. And then you have uh, D'Amico Ryan, who is going to have a head coaching job this year, the next year, or the, or the season after that, probably at some point, right? So um, I don't know. We'll see. I, I think it's I, I don't I don't, know to, I don't put a lot of stock into that stuff with the coordinators in that regard, especially at this level at this point right here. I, I trust the Niners more. Because Shanahan to me on that side of the ball has just been proven to be, be more creative on that side, but to me, I don't think it's a huge matchup either way. Do you feel like it is? Um, D'Amico Ryan's versus Kellen Moore, I think is closer than most people give the credit for.
1: Uh, Kyle, just I think Kyle's the best in the business. I don't think anyone comes near him. Yeah. Uh, Dan Quinn's gonna probably get a head coaching job in the next couple of years if he keeps doing what he's doing. Maybe this year in Denver, or I don't know where he'd go, but he had a good year with this. Dallas defense. It is funny that yeah, they were but,
2: they were coaches together at Atlanta, though, right? Because Dan Quinn was the head coach, right? He was his offensive yeah, coordinator. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So that, that part's always kind of a little. I find it interesting. They know each other well from that standpoint, obviously.
1: Yeah, you know, the old twenty eight to three matchup. <laughs> and another, another another thing uh, he brought up is the Niners' offense. He trusts more. It, yeah. How crazy is it that we're trusting a Brock Purdy, seventh round pick, last pick of the draft, over Dak, who's. Every time you, every year he's played, he's been successful. He hasn't had any down year. I guess this would be a down year with the fifteen picks. But he's this offense. They scored the most points in the NFL when he plays. It's more than the Chiefs when Mahomes plays, and it's more than the Bills when Allen plays.
2: That's that a
1: crazy take. I think it's, I get it too.
2: I understand why there, he thinks that way, but there was some picture going around on like Twitter. I think it was from NFL Network. They had like Dak and Purdy, and it was like a breakdown of like passing accuracy composure and <laughs> Purdy ended it with three and deck, ended it with two. Uh, but I was like, I guess that's what happens when you don't lose a game. You know, that's yeah. yeah, the only I can think about is like, you know, he's had moments of not looking that great, but you know, when you don't lose a game, I mean my goodness. You know what I mean? And their offense has been unreal. He was just that's the thing. He's like he hasn't he has been he's lived up to it. At this point in nine games I mean, what are you going to say? At this point, he's playing better than Prescott is. Yeah, maybe not in a career setting, but, like, if you're going to say, who's played better the last 10 games, you're going to take pretty, then that's kind of why – I think that's what people are kind of being sold on at this moment. Now, if he ends up playing, like, crap and, you know, the Cowboys win, and people are like, well, how, you know, that's what I told you. So, should, you know, that's so that mm-hmm. all that garbage happens too, but
1: we'll see. It's old – you're hot. You're, you get the benefit of it. Yeah, you haven't lost a game. It's hard to, like – not give the guy the benefit of the doubt, and they've scored 30-something points. I think he scored even more than Dak when he played. The Niners' offense has never looked like this. Yep. It's like a whole new look, and it's just fun to watch, and it's not something I expected when he came in. Um, so last one, we got a, a five-parter from DTS Sports 33, big Cowboys fan. He has a podcast called Death, Taxes, and Sports. Uh, go check him out. At, on YouTube, and then he also has uh his Twitter DTS Sports 33. Follow him, uh, tell him TMB sent you. But first, the one he has the Cowboys winning, and he gave me five reasons why, why. the Niners have only played one good defense, the Saints, and they only scored 13 points in that game. Thoughts?
2: Uh, that's uh, I don't know, I will see what I happens. I, I, I disagree with that. <laughs> that's what I, I, I mean I, I, do respect agree with I respect it i respect it we're all here respect it I if agree. you're looking
1: for a reason the cowboys to win it's a point you can bring up uh i don't even think purdy was playing at that point so it's a whole new offense with purdy in the game number two the win against brady relieves stress they've never beaten brady before they beat the goat they're feeling good they got momentum it seems like
2: Cowboy, cowboy fans saying whatever they can to convince themselves. Uh, that I that I agree with, though. Like, that would be something I would make. Right? Like, that would be it. Like, all right, he looked unreal last night. Maybe he's cooking. You know what I mean? The playoffs, just get, get on fire for a couple games. Right? The Eli Manning approach. Yeah. Get on fire for about a week. So, that would be the part I would feel better about. And, like, you did ma- mention Lamb in the slot. That, to me, is going to be the critical matchup of the week. So, I could see how that coming off a big offensive performance, That week, you know, against the Bucks, would make you feel better as a Cowboys fan uh, heading into this week.
1: Yeah, it's going to be a good matchup. The win against Brady, that team's so bad. They couldn't run the ball. They can't run the ball. They can't. Their offensive line sucks. Brady had to throw the ball sixty-six times. I mean, give credit to the Cowboys. They look good. They beat the bad but he threw the ball sixty-six times. What are we talking (laughs) about here? Next reason number three: Purdy's. There's a reason Purdy. There's a reason the seventh round rookie has never made it before well seventh round rookies aren't given an opportunity because obviously they're not very good but none of them have looked like brock purdy and then not made it we haven't seen a seventh round rookie look like this mm-hmm. in
2: my like well we've only seen it once and he wasn't technically a rookie right it was brady went a six round roll, so he's yeah. kind of the closest we have to that setting in that regard it's uh know. maybe we haven't seen it but um Again, that's what you're banking on, right? That first half that he kind of had against the Seahawks maybe looked a little iffy. Uh, I think that's, you know, that they do have Parsons, right? Like you said, those are the things they can reckon with a little bit. And maybe he does get a little happy feet. Like you said, like there are things you haven't seen Purdy with. So, you know, in terms of you mentioned earlier in the year about you wanting to see them score more points or score more points in a high scoring game or something like that, be able to like kind of keep up well, then maybe there's a game where the pass rush is intense and, you know, that kind of moment. Now the playoffs are intense. It's a close-scoring game. You know, he can't turn the ball over. It can't be sloppy because he has gotten away with a few throws in this in these weeks oh, yeah, as well, yeah. but he has. So, uh, well, you know, again, again, that's something you're probably hanging your hat on if you're on the Cowboys side of it here. Um,
1: yeah,
2: I agree. I don't, I, I, I
1: don't think there's been opportunities for seventh-round picks. I think that's a good
2: something. point as well. Like, nobody's going to give a seventh-round pick, like – Take the key. Especially
1: you know, a seventh round rookie. Like, yeah, it
2: just doesn't happen. And he was third uh, string for a reason, right? Is, yes. Yes. Yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Number four.
1: Dak has acknowledged his turnover streak in the media and says that wasn't him. Well, if it wasn't him, who the hell was it? Is what I'm asking. <laughs> Don't tell me that wasn't him. It was him who threw those 15 picks. You guys had a good week against the box. We'll see. Uh I appreciate that. You're always going to be loyal to
2: your guys. It, that's him, right? We can't – there's nothing we can move on. The only thing I'm thinking about is Eli with him. Like, when, when I hear that say, like, you know, like, right? Like, he threw a pick Yeah, you can, yeah, yeah, he can definitely get hot. Like, that's what it is. Yeah. That's kind of what I'm. you're right.
1: on. Like I mentioned before, Dak has shown –
2: been a good quarterback for years. Like, it's yeah. not like
1: – and then number five, there's no pressure on the Cowboys. The Niners have all the pressure. They've picked as a Super Bowl favorite for months. My, my reply would be, there's always pressure when you're a Cowboy. Um, spotlight's always on you, especially as a quarterback of the Cowboys. As the old stadium used to say, "God, they put a hole in the stadium so God could watch. Is there no pressure on the Cowboys? You kind of mentioned it earlier. They beat the Bucks, so the pressure's been relieved.
2: I think there's always pressure on the Cowboys, but I think in a game like this, it does mean more to the Niners. I think the Niners, I think they're ready. I think like this is like, I mean, I know the Cowboys are ready too, but their roster is like, it, it, it's got to be just bursty. Like the, the next level is of winning the Super Bowl. Like you know, they have they're what they won eleven straight. They've looked fantastic doing that. Their offense has gotten better. They're, they're as healthy as they've been in a while, right? So I just feel like they're. I don't know. Is it? I don't know if it's pressure on the Niners, but I definitely don't. I definitely don't think there's as much on the Cowboys as there usually is. I will say that. I think the Niners being at home, like last year, I think being at home, right? I think that gives you makes you, you know, you're the favorite in that regard, right? Yeah, so it I think gives you more what, pressure. I think that's the part where they don't have the pressure, and I think a lot of people are picking the Niners to win the Super Bowl. So um, there is kind of that vibe of like there's not as much. The Niners definitely are more expected to win. So I, I would agree with that actually.
1: Um. Yeah, there's pressure on both sides. I mean, Kyle is going to be, like, great head coach but never won anything. Like, that's going to be his M- 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 MO till he wins something. So, there's always going to be pressure on him to get the job done. Cowboys, I don't I, – I think there's this as much – the Cowboys are going to be pissed if they lose this game, especially losing to the Cal- Niners twice, back-to-back playoffs. I, I think there's immense pressure on both teams. Niners being at home adds a little extra pressure. But – it's the playoffs. You win, you go home. There's always yeah. pressure. After all right, that's the Tweety Bird segment. That's a little longer than
2: expected. That's not a segment. That's almost a whole show. Um, you have any questions for me? Well, I, the big thing I was I was thinking about, like uh, the Jerry Jones part of this. He's like the one guy that's kind of there still from those ninety-two uh, teams. You know, he's like the one no. the one constant here. There's no uh, no DeBartolo or anything like that left over from it uh i think for him it's interesting for me i i, I can't wait for the uh, hit the post game of this game win or lose just his reaction is going to be the first thing i'm looking for just because you know he always does his little jerry jones press conference so if they lose this one i'm curious to see what happens uh going forward with that team so that, that's, that's of, a good question for him with it what do you think about jones yeah,
1: that i agree with you and i think that's why there's also pressure on this team yeah. jerry jones doesn't have a lot of time left on this earth he wants to win and you lose. You lose one more year of Jerry Jones' life. Head, you're getting chopped off. Like, that's just the way he does business. Maybe not a head coach. Maybe not some – maybe not Dak. But a coordinator could go. Someone could go just based on this game. Um, did you see the Mike McCarthy press conference? I wish I had the sound. Just no, I didn't stuff.
2: see it. I didn't
1: see it. So, so he's he, he, they're talking to Mike McCarthy. And he goes, how does it feel to be the underdog? And he goes – we're the underdog really I, i'm <laughs> shocked we're the underdog and he's like well i guess we all have the underdog mentality over here in dallas and start saying all this here saying and the radio announcer even goes listen to this freaking answer <laughs> because he just starts going off on this weird tangent about like and he they start laughing but just the fact he knew he was the underdog right? Going oh yeah, yeah. yeah he's got to know
2: that no for sure and i think that's just so speak, everybody trying to give themselves an advantage in that regard i was going to ask you one last thing though with this being a divisional round matchup is there a few that stand out to you in nine years history uh i don't
1: the beating kind of, of, the, of the saints was a huge one uh to go to the nfc championship game uh I was, at your guys lot, history,
2: I was looking at your guys history though you guys played the vikings a ton in the divisional round like go like even like a few years ago you played them again in the division yeah, i think you've played them like the six, seven times in the divisional round crazy how many times you've played them. Uh, I was thinking back to the the one you guys had uh, with, versus the Packers on that rainy day uh, that you guys lost. That was the one I kind of remember Niners fans kind of thinking yeah. it was the end of their time when you guys lost that one because it was coming off these three and then you lost that one to the Packers. So that one always kind of stood, stood out to me in like the history of the Niners in that regard, divisional round on the bad side of it. Um, but then the other – the other ones that uh, I also thought was a good uh, matchup was was you mentioned um, the ones versus the Giants. I thought the, the, you yeah. guys had a couple versus the Giants that were – No, the,
1: the one good. recently was the NFC Championship.
2: That one was the NFC Championship game. I'm talking about earlier. Uh, and then you guys played the Packers a ton in the divisional round. That's another matchup you guys played. They kicked just, our ass uh,
1: constantly.
2: Yeah. And then you finally were able to pull that one off in the wild card round. like yeah, the we T. Last yeah. week. So, I don't know. Just, I just think the divisional round is – a like one of those weeks of football where it's just like, you know, you're starting to get the cream of the crop, right? So, oh, so, I, so I I'd it's,
1: say it's the best week of NFL football on the, on the year because you have a full, a full slate basically and you get the top 18, so you're getting good football. You left off a game that is a heartbreaking one. The Garrison Hurst breaking his leg against the Falcons uh, in 98. Just cry. We should have beat that team. Uh we got down big early. We can't made a comeback. We ended up losing. Yeah. Just a rough I, one. I but that yeah, one. that was uh I remember being at a
2: CYO game and someone like Garrison Hurst broke his leg. I was like very upset. Yeah, that was that was a tough one over there for sure. Uh I, I remember being at my nanas house for that one. <laughs> <laughs> Watching the little TV of the room over there. That was yeah, that you guys have had something. And the thing looking at your guys' histories. My gosh, you guys were just in the divisional round to start so many times. Didn't even have to play a wild card round. just started the divisional round. Crazy. Yeah. Teams were loaded
1: back in the 80s, going yeah. 13 and 3, 14 and 2, constantly. Do you worry about bandwagon fans
2: there with the Niners, like with Cowboy fans? Like, you guys don't. I always, I was thinking about that. Like, you guys have this huge fan base as well. Like, do you ever sense that? Like, with just being, a, you know, doing the Niners pot? Like, you, I don't know. Like, just, just curious. Like, is there like that? I don't get that same feeling about Niners fans that Cowboys get.
1: What uh, yeah, there's definitely bandwagon. Every good team gets bandwagon fans. I wish they'd join the TMB podcast more often. I'd appreciate that. Um, so. But, yeah, there's definitely bandwagon fans. Like, I mean, like you said, the A's had a great fan base back in the 80s, and then once yeah. you start spending money, start putting a product on the field, you want to watch, they go away.
2: Yeah. So, yeah, so there's down. that.
1: Um, before we – well, let's wrap up this game. you have a prediction?
2: Well, that's the best part. I do. I think the Niners end up – uh, winning 27 13. That's so right. that's what that's given the and that's given the get the guy that makes the extra points you know, too so yeah, at least right one. So I have a 27-13. I think like I said, I don't have it as the high scoring. Maybe I'll be wrong. Maybe it's nine or you guys come out and you're cooking again. I just think it's gonna be more of a dog fight and you guys get a couple of second half touchdowns to pull away. Like I yeah, wouldn't I be surprised did. if the Cowboys were up let's just say like honestly like 10, nine and a half like it's just kind of like one of these slow starting games and then you guys pick it up.
1: I feel the same way as you. I think the Niners win by three. I'll go 24-21. I think it's going to come down to the wire. Uh, Maybe a Robbie Goldfield goal, 42 yards out, send us to the NFC Championship game would be nice. Um, We mentioned it earlier, uh, the key matchup. Do you have a key matchup outside of C.D. Lamb and uh,
2: Jimmy Ward? Yeah, you mentioned I think – Tony Pollard is going to be a big factor for the Cowboys. I think he's their best, maybe their best offensive weapon in the backfield. Like, I think he should be playing more snaps than Elliot. you think, he, or just play both together? I'd agree. I Yeah, I agree. So the Niners' linebacking core, which I've said is one of the best in the league, against him will be a big factor in that running game. Like, you know what I mean? That's 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 going to be huge. So uh, Prescott isn't isn't bad at that play action. That's like when he's really playing well, they're running that stuff like really good. With, you know what I mean? He's, he gets that little two bounce step he's making throws down the field so to me that's going to be the matchup i'm going to also be looking for is pollard and how you know how the niners usually contain running backs can they do the same thing this week
1: yeah my biggest matchup is the safeties who and taste gibson uh, dalton Souls i that guy can't kill if he's making no, plays not. is gonna be and fred warner and the linebackers have to help out also that guy is a great uh, underrated tight end can't have him being can't have guys this bait
2: bait bait us. You. Can't have Tarl, Good old Charles Schultz. And those are the, the type of guys you hate because you know they're going to – Prescott's going to rely on them a little bit, and they're good at mm-hmm. finding the nooks and – you know, like that kind of stuff. So those are those guys you're like, God, I can't believe this guy's killing us. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So you're right. That will be a big factor as well too. So uh, how have you guys guarded – you guys guarded the tight end pretty well this year. Yeah, we've done pretty good this year. We've yeah. been – no one's
1: killed us like where it was like, oh my God, he wrecked the game. Uh, yeah. So, But we can't have it happen now in the divisional game. So I got 24-21, you have 27-13. 7, 7, Both of us have the Niners winning, that's good to hear. I like that you're on the good guy side. Um, before we move on, we're going to move on from the game now. I got an issue with some Niners. It was mostly for Brian, but why do Niners just continually downplay Jimmy G? They just hate this guy. I don't get it. I just don't. Do you, do you get it? Like from an outside perspective, I'd love to hear your perspective. Yeah, no, it's funny.
2: So, really, yeah, if you address it from, also, outside, I think it's kind of I find it hilarious actually. I just think he's an easy target point, like for you guys, because like you know that, that Super Bowl loss. You know what I mean? He missed those throws, and then and then like right, and then you come he comes out. Everybody loves him when he comes back in, right? They're loving him. And then he goes out again and then Purdy, you know, makes the offense even better. So I think he's just an easy target because of those reasons, right? Like made terrible throws in the Super Bowl that cost you a championship. Then you have a guy come in that's way better than you. And that's the, you know what I mean? I think that's kind of the issue with it. I think that's the the reason he's been a punching bag. I do find it interesting before that though that he was a punching bag. You should be the one that would tell me more than I, I. I find it from an outside perspective. It doesn't really make a lot of sense to me. Well, I'm with you guys. Like that's the thing. Like with Carr, right? Like, like right? from the Raiders' standpoint, I, they didn't win a lot. That, you gotta be like, I'm just saying. Like maybe you guys, it was all defense. I have no idea, but I do know you won. I'm just saying. Like, and he he played through a ton of injuries. He played. He got. He had. i not. You know. That's. That could be frustrating too. I think he got hurt a little bit, a lot early on, and so you guys kind of sucked a little bit in those early Shanahan days because he, you know, he cost you when you made that trade, get hurt a few times. So I don't know. Maybe there's some built up stress there. I don't get it.
1: But isn't that what makes him good? When he got hurt, they lose. When he played, they won. Like okay, so there's a definitely correlation between why we win, why we lose. We have the same players. And like to go back to the Super Bowl we blew a third and 18 Tyree killed just bust open wide open. It's not just Jimmy G who missed one throw. I mean, you could put it there and say, Oh, that's why we lost, but that's not why we lost. We were up by 10 in the fourth quarter. The defense didn't do its job either. So like, and then last year, I think really people hate on him for, because he had the broken finger and he was playing and you could tell he was not the same. He was bad. He was bad. Like he was throwing like, slow balls out there. Oh, yeah, he was terrible. And, yeah. like, and that's why he didn't get a starting job, because that was the last people saw of him, and it wasn't good. But I just – the bastard of Jimmy T's got to stop. The guy who did nothing but was a professional for the Niners. He won 70% of his games. I wish I mean, Brian
2: was here to talk about that. Yeah, him. no, I think for Brian's standpoint, I think I, Brian just always says he's over him, it sounds like. to me whenever I mean, hear when right – like, that's all is Like, you, you know, I don't think it, it just says he's over him in that regard like that. I think that's how a lot of Niners feel. Like, I don't want somebody else. Because he's not – he's proven he can't do this with his arm. He's proven he can't run out of this. You know what I mean? I think there's limitations in Niners fans. Yeah, don't is. want limitations on their guy. They don't want – they want to be able to have another ceiling to their offense like they're getting now with Purdy is how I would think the guy – the people that are bitching and complaining about it feel about Jimmy G. But you know. I, to me, you're right. You know, the fact that he's won the games, though, I don't know. I always and find it that you get emotional it. about this one. In a good way, and I just kind of find it find it funny.
1: Because he's a winner. I want winners, as my Singletary said. Another thing is they defend Trey Lance, who just looked like complete dog water when he's, he's playing. played two I, games. <laughs> no, he's played four and a half. Okay, four and nine, right? four I was forget about
2: the Texas one last
1: year. Well, Purdy's at five or six, and we're yeah. crowding him. What, where's the consistent? Like, If you're going to praise like, this guy, and then, then still praise the guy who sucked for four and a half games,
2: I mean it is what it is. is. And we'll see if he gets a starting job next year. Sure, that will say a lot about how teams feel about him too. Uh can I ask you one last thing on the Niners QB? What just real quick about I, I heard the news about oh now they'll try to trade Lance. I, why won't you just keep both? They're gonna yeah, keep Lance. Yeah, I mean why just keep both? <laughs> just keep, I
1: mean if you can both get both, like a first round pick back for him, I'll I'll do it. But you're not gonna get that back. So no. just he's on a rookie contract, he's not taking up much contract, like cap space. I'll keep both. both.
2: I think you guys are in a luxury spot with that spot. Exactly. But I think that's going to do us for
1: the NFC divisional round. We have first one quick fact: we've been undefeated since we started this podcast. And Brian, if we lose this week, you know who's getting the blame. You're a candy ass for going out with the ladies and not taking the podcast seriously. You texted me at 430 in the morning saying it's too early. What are you doing up at 4.30 in the morning if it's too early? <laughs> Stay up for two more hours. Come on drunk. We have a great time, Brian. Brian, with all that said and done, I love having you on. You're the best. You're the main man. Okay. Any last words? I'm sorry, about, I'm sorry, Greg. Sorry, man. <laughs> the old production. All right, uh, Darren, thanks for coming on. Yeah. Uh, once Good again, moment. Catboy Fade Away tomorrow morning. What time?
2: Uh, probably around this, we'll do around six thirty, seven o'clock around that time in the morning. So tune us, check us out there. Uh, we'll be talking a little bit of, we'll touch a little bit on this game, but we'll talk a little bit more on uh, the results of Saturday's games, and we'll probably uh, talk about the Bills-Bengals game a little bit too.
1: And definitely, the Warriors will be a big uh, we'll
2: talk discussion. About some, and the NBA um, some things. Steve
1: Kerr has kind of pissed me off a little bit. Uh, Whoa! Well,
2: I'm writing well, notes well, down now. They well, a. Note. Well, Just a little. It'll
1: be forgiven very quickly. But thank you for tuning in. This is the TMB podcast with Tyler, absentee Brian, and Darren, the host with the most. I appreciate everything. Thank you for tuning in, guys. Uh, Have a good day. Peace.